0: Welcome to Pet Will Radio, a unique show about amazing animals and inspirational people with your host, author, animal advocate, and attorney, Peggy Hoyt.
1: Hello, pet lovers. Welcome to All My Children Wear Fur Coats on Pet Will Radio. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Hoyt & Bryan, MyPetWill.com, and PetFriendly.love. I'm your host, Peggy Hoyt. And it is my pleasure to be with you again today. If you have questions or comments during the show, we invite you to join us live at mixlr.com forward slash petwill. You can also find us on Facebook at All My Children Wear Fur Coats and on Twitter at Kids in Fur Coats. Today, I am privileged to introduce and to welcome our special guest, Kelly Eisen and Kelly is the founder and CEO of Einstein Pets. Welcome to the show Kelly. Well thank you it's very nice to be here. I'm I'm so honored to be asked to be
0: part of your program.
1: Well I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule and I'm I'm very interested to learn about Einstein Pets and um, number one how you got such an interesting name.
0: <laughs> it's really a nod to our Westie because we think she's so bright that it just, uh, fit well with what we are trying to do, creating a very, um, well rounded treat. So when we created our treat and then we created our name along with it for the branding, our Westie Abby was a smart little genius. So, um, and those words go together, smart and genius, because she really truly is an Einstein.
1: That That's hysterical. So how did you first realize that Abby was so brilliant?
0: <laughs> Doesn't every parent think their child is a uh, brilliant, brilliant uh, being? And that's no different for us. I just think that Ab- Abby, it, you know, we didn't do a lot of training with her, but she was just so smart from the beginning. Like even going outside to go to Potty, like she knew right away, and we never trained her. She went right to the door, sat there until we actually let her out.
1: Wow, she was smart! Well, I also have an Abby who is a uh, white golden retriever, and um, nice. Abby is a service dog wannabe who needs a service dog, so (laughs) I don't think I would go around telling everybody that she's a genius.
0: Well, I can tell you our Abby's a little too smart for her own good. I'll tell you, like, she'll watch TV. She's engaged with TV. She can really tell me off, and she doesn't speak a word, and it just amazes me how much she gets away with. So I would say she's a genius. <laughs>
1: now, that is funny because I do have a little Pomeranian whose name is Piper, and he also watches television. And Don't you I- love it? Yeah, I do have to believe that dogs that watch TV, not that they're getting anything brilliant from the TV, but that they're probably among the brighter dogs because they actually realize that there's something going on there.
0: Yeah, and she's really engaged. The The problem we have is that if any skateboarder comes on or anybody with uh, wheels, a bicycle or anything, she starts going crazy. She she really is engaged with the TV and starts following them and barking, so it does become a little bit of a nuisance. So it's, it, it's trying to manage that and not disturb our neighbors.
1: That's funny. Um, yeah. Anytime there's a doorbell that rings on my TV, I have three inside dogs and they all start barking.
0: <laughs> Gotta love our kids. I, I mean, <laughs> I know you should add the fur kids on there, but I truly say that they
1: are a being. They may not be human, but they definitely are a being. They definitely are. And uh, sometimes they're a string bean. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but they, you know, they're, they're awesome. And uh, I know that you and I cannot imagine life without them.
0: So, well, um, we started the company because of her. I mean, that, it really was because we got her when we adopted her. And that's why
1: we created our business. Okay. So, how old was she when you adopted her?
0: She was only, she was probably about eight weeks old, um, and I'll tell you, when we, the first time we saw her, we knew we, she was something special, seriously, and and when we got her, we've had pets in the past, and we've all, you know, maybe didn't feed them right, because we didn't know enough, and, you know, year 2012, 2011, 2012, you start realizing you know a lot more. You know that putting good food in your body makes a difference. And um, it makes you feel better and healthy and your coat, your hair feels better. And that's just the same way for a pet. So when we got Abby, it literally was, we were in a bookstore and I had turned to my husband and said, I want to do something good for her, even if it's making just treats for now, just getting her so that she's healthy and that we know we've treated her right uh, through her years. Um, and got a book, found out how to make treats, and I literally had my husband standing behind me going, you can make this a business. You're really good at baking. You're really good at all this stuff. This could be your business. And lo and behold, uh, six years later, it's a business.
1: Wow. That, that's a great story. So the, <laughs> the little chia seed is the thing that differentiates Einstein pet's treats from everybody else. That's what I'm guessing.
0: You are correct. And you know what? We did that because my background is in streamlining businesses and understanding how processes work and how to eliminate certain steps. And I knew from a cost factor that we had to keep our treat costs down because we were the ones uh, getting the raw ingredients be it that they were local source or they were somewhere sourced in the United States, we had to keep it down. And chia seed, we, we started through our research uh, through canine uh, nutrition, we started realizing that it was a powerful seed for humans as well as pets, and we started um, figuring out how to use it. So we infused the chia seed into all our treats, It's not sprinkled in, so that makes a huge difference. Um, And it really does become the chia treat, treat, right? That's who we are. We really are the chia treat of different flavors.
1: So I don't understand the difference between sprinkling and infusing.
0: Well, sprinkling, what happens is if you sprinkle in flaxseed, chia seed, a lot of times that sprinkle in doesn't go into the, the mix. You sprinkle it in, but it may fall out. You may start the baking process. The pans get shaken around. And you lose out some of that. I have to say, Peggy, what happens is a lot of people will sprinkle it in during the end, thinking they're all done, and they don't really mix it in, right? Okay. Even though they're thinking they'll mix it in. And this is from a... Uh, a home source kitchen uh, as well as a commercial kitchen. So when you just throw it in, you, you don't really mix it as well as you do your other ingredients. So some of these can fall out during the baking process as well because you're shaking the pans. Some of them were just on top of the cookie, so they get shaken off. So when you say you have a certain percentage in your cookie, well, you probably don't on each cookie because of the way that you mixed in the raw ingredients. So we actually infuse it in by using it with water and it becomes our binding agent. It truly is our egg of a process.
1: Okay. That's very interesting. Um, Cause I, I would never have thought that there was a difference between the two, but before we go any further on that, um, tell us why chia seeds are so powerful. Oh, my God. It's
0: the calcium that it offers in your chia. It's the percentage of uh, antioxidant that is provided in each of the chia. It's almost like putting, like, um, three to four cups of um, blueberries in a mix. It it offers the benefits that it comes with is your – it really does detoxify a pet. So you'll find that the pet – I'm going to go there. The poop is solid. It's less um, of a smush. So what you're getting is a healthier poop that you can pick up and, um, and throw away. You also get that it takes out all those toxins um, from the dog's body, just like it does from a human, and it will take out the grass that they've been eating or that they took in through the environment. That's one benefit. The other benefits are that the uh, coat, the skin, the eyes. So for example, we have a white Westie and our Westie, Westies are prone for skin allergies, gaining weight, um, as well as having those brown stains by their eyes. They just do and around the mouth. And we learn through our nutrition um, experience that it's best If you are going to have a white dog or any kind of dog with skin allergies, to offer them chia. It has such a high benefit for allergies. It also helps with the stains around the eyes. So we don't give our dog anything else but our cookies as well as our pet food that we provide her. And through that process, you'll see that in our images, we don't doctor up the images, You'll see she's very white, and she's six years old. It has a huge benefit on the skin, the coat, the eyes, the teeth. A lot of dogs have that mucus around their eyes. Well, she doesn't. And it's because we give her a higher omega dose of the chia treats, um, and we probably do two to three treats a day. And they're low in calorie, Peggy, so that's that's a a nice thing for the pet parents. They don't have to worry about giving our treats to their dogs and having it be 15 to 20 to 25 calories. We are only five
1: calories per treat. Oh, wow. Okay, so we're being uh, calorie-conscious as well as health-conscious.
0: Absolutely. You know, again, I'll just go back to you. the reason we started it was when we adopted Abby. We wanted to treat her healthy, but at the same time, we knew that Westy's um, are prone to skin allergies and gaining lots of weight. And so to avoid that, you want them to go out and go potty. You want them to do all that. And this is what the chia seed will do for them. It helps with skin allergies. It helps with them um, getting rid of the toxins in their body so that they're they're a healthy, happy dog.
1: So I'm going to have to put this product to a test. I am currently (laughs) fostering a little Welsh Corgi Who, by the way, if anyone's listening and they're interested in adopting a Welsh Corgi, I have one um, that I'm fostering. He was a foundling. So he was running around Jacksonville, Florida when he was found. He was very neglected. He was very thin. He was missing most of his hair. And he has um, terrible um, yeast and bacterial infections right now, which we're working on. So, I'm wondering if the chia seed treats would be helpful for him. So,
0: I believe that you're doing all the right combinations, right? And that's key. You can't just say, okay, it's going to clear up the yeast. You have to work through this process and also give them the chia treats. So, I'll tell you what, when we're done, send me an email. I'd be happy to send you a sampler pack that you can try out. Um, and the sample pack will allow you to test it and see how it
1: does on the, um, corgi. Okay. Well, that'll be great to do. And then just so that, um, the folks who are listening know, um, on, uh, Kelly's website, she has information that says that chia seeds contain more calcium per ounce than milk, more antioxidants than blueberries, and eight times more omega-3 fatty acids than wild salmon. And so it's making me think I need to be eating chia seeds too.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? We do. We, we put it on our salads. We put it, I don't put it necessarily in drinks. A lot of people do because chia will absorb what water you have in the product or milk or whatever, and it'll just absorb it through the seed, which is really strange to watch and becomes a gel. But we do, and you'll see what a huge difference. And our chia seeds are organic. Uh, black chia seeds. There's no difference between black and white, but we choose the black ones. And they're just an amazing little seed that allows us to do more vegetarian products versus having so many meat products.
1: Good plan. So for anybody who's a vegetarian, it sounds like chia seeds would be good for um, their diet. I'm also looking at your testimonial page, Kelly, and there are... Five-star reviews all over the place.
0: Yeah, we I have to say we've been pretty fortunate. Um, the people that do get our treats, um, our online experience with the customers have really increased. People are really starting to hear about Einstein Pets, even though we've been around for a number of years. They're really starting to hear about us and um, the great product that it offers. We're all about quality, right, and customer service. satisfaction guarantee. And the quality comes from the raw ingredients we choose and make um, and then do in our bakery. We just want to make sure that we have quality ingredients that we start with that will give you a quality product in the end.
1: Well, and I know people who love pets love to provide their pets with treats. And so let's talk about a little bit the different um, things that you have in your product line. Um, so I'm on your product page and folks that are listening can go to einsteinpets.com and, um, go to the shop drop down and what are black and whites?
0: So I think what I'd like to do before we go to the black and whites, let's just start with the limited edition that we have going for the summer that's on our website now. It's an eight ounce bag. It's called luau Time, and it's really a fun, festive product, and that one does have a meat ingredient. It's farm-sourced pork, and then we put pineapple in there. We have oat flour. We have honey in there, um, literally, and the chia seed, of course. It's a little bit of a smaller um, heart shape than we do because we have a couple bakeries that uh, bake for us, so it depends on where I source this and have it done. But this treat is really selling out like crazy, that it is a limited edition. It's been doing so well. And literally, think of, I think I I said literally like 10, 15 times already, but um, it's an amazing product. And you'll you'll see that you can eat them. If you can't eat your dog treat, there's something wrong with that dog treat. And I'm not saying you can eat it and you don't look at the ingredients. Look at the ingredients. We only have like seven uh, raw ingredients in there. You don't need a lot to make the product. So you have the Luau time that we launched this year, and it's done so well that I actually had to have more product made because we ran out at global. We had so many orders that we had to get more uh, product to meet the summer need. So that was a good thing. But then we can talk about black and white. So we did the naming convention on that black and white for, it, it kind of is a, a nod to being from Connecticut, the Northeast and the black and whites that you can get in the grocery stores. Okay. <laughs> and you can get them here too. And you'll see black chocolate and the other half is um, white frosting as, uh, on the cookie. So it. It literally is uh, coconut, oat flour, uh, honey, and then we we have um, carob powder. So carob powder, for those individuals that don't know, it's like a chocolate, but it is not chocolate, but it gives you that coconut uh, chocolate taste. So if you were to taste it, you would taste it. It'd be dry for a human, but you would get the taste of a chocolate coconut um, flavor, and we make these for dogs because we thought it would be nice to have a sweet treat for the dogs when you're having a, a treat yourself in the evening or in the, in the afternoon. And they really are a wonderful treat. Um, we just have found that it really does sell well in the Northeast because of black and white name, but we're finding it's a little bit more of a challenge in the Southeast. So naming convention has a lot to do with
1: the product. Okay, so I see there's black and white. There's Cha Cha Coconut, PB and Jelly Time, one that sounds <laughs> like I would like it called Pumpkin Time, and Sweet Potato. So
0: the name is pretty easy. So when you start talking about the Pumpkin Time, it is just organic pumpkin, and then you also have apples, cinnamon. It's just like a pumpkin pie inside a tree, and they are yummy. They do really, really well, and it makes us happy that um, it was probably our second treat we created uh, after the peanut butter and jelly time. And people really love this one for their dogs. And then sweet potato is just that—it's sweet potato, um, and some people call them yams, but they're sweet potato and cranberries. And again, you have honey in there, and it's just and ginger. Um, we do add ingredients into our products that do give an added benefit, like ginger, um, but it's not overwhelming. So if you're looking for something that would help for teas and flip, uh, ticks and flip, uh, fleas and it may not be the product, um, you probably would have to have something in conjunction with our treats. But we do try to add it in there to help those that can't afford to always go get an added um, supplement. And then the other one Peggy mentioned was uh, peanut butter and jelly time. That was our first original flavor. And we absolutely love it. It's our favorite. It's our customer's favorite. And it literally is peanut butter, blueberries, chia seed, oat flour. And that's it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And the peanut butter is yummy. It's a really good all-natural peanut butter Um, And it's ground peanuts, and it's just really, really a yummy treat that parents like to eat themselves because of the chia seed, and then they feed it to their dogs.
1: Great idea. Um, (laughs) I'm just so amazed that you came up with this. So um, you also have something called Smart Strips. What are those? So the Smart Strips
0: are because a lot of individuals were asking us for something that was more closer to a jerky. Um, and we, um, didn't necessarily have a, um, a meat factory that we could work from at the time. So we came up with a sweet potato, um, and fiber infused, uh, it's like a citrus fiber that holds it together, jerky-like. So it, it's sweet potato and banana or sweet potato and cranberry. And we found that a lot of individuals love this for their pets because it is a jerky type, but it's not a meat jerky. We're seeing that there's a lot of – people are trying to stop feeding their pets a lot of uh, meat. They're finding that they get it in their, in their food, so they're trying to avoid getting it to them in their treats. It's just more protein added onto their diet that they may not necessarily need. So we wanted to add to our treat line, but add in a way that was smart um, and in the best interest of our customers.
1: Okay. That that was very good thinking, I think, on your part as well. Um, I'm noticing, too, I'm on your store search page. Um, you're in a lot of stores. Um,
0: I had just put out an announcement the other day um, that things were really good in June, and it was just the beginning of June. And we had expected to – we were hoping to double our store numbers by the end of this year – we actually doubled our store numbers as of the end of May. So we're real. And when I say double that we went from having 200 now that we have uh, 600 and I know that's more than double, but that was just an example. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can, and it's so wonderful to see. And it's because we now have two to three different distribution companies in the U S but we also have a distribution company in China and UK, and then we're also working um, on France right now. Wow, so you're
1: worldwide.
0: We are worldwide, and it's really nice of how many places really want our treats, and they want good treats that come from the U.S. because they understand the practices that we have to go through. Some, some companies that we're working with, um, I'll give you an example, France, they are more stringent than we are. So there's more testing that we have to go through with our treats before they'll even consider bringing them into the, uh, their country.
1: So that makes you feel good that you can meet those stricter standards, I'm sure. Yes.
0: Yes. And because, again, I go back to there's really nothing in the, the treats themselves. One thing that we are very mindful of is, like I was saying earlier, we have a couple different bakeries that we work with. We used to do everything at a local commercial kitchen, and it just got to the point that we had to take our recipes somewhere and have someone them make them. So we just have to be careful that we are always on top of our bakeries, that they're not bringing in anything that could um, damage our name or our product and make sure that they're truly putting into our treats what we expect that
1: goes into them. So you just said something that I'm I'm really heartbroken to know that you're not standing at the at the stove making all of these one by one yourself. <laughs> I'm so sorry that that's not the case. Um,
0: <laughs> I think if I was, I wouldn't be on the phone talking to you right now. It would just be so chaotic. And I used to work a full-time job um, on, along with Einstein Pets. And then I left that in 2015 to do
1: this full-time. Wow, that's great. So, um when you can turn your passion into a full-time profession, that that's really what makes it fun. And uh, and I'm happy to say I've done the same thing. So um, Oh, I love it. Yeah. And I want you to tell folks about, I know the contest isn't still going on, but I want you to tell folks about the Einstein to the Rescue contest that you sponsored.
0: Um, you that was really something we wanted to do and we wanted to start every year. We figured we would do the one to see how well it went. And uh, through that Einstein to the rescue, we worked with the greater good organization. It wasn't necessarily the organization. I I think um, when we go to do it later this year, we'll probably pick a different organization to work with that actually has a little bit of a better follow through working with the uh, places that do win because the rescues that won, I mean, they, it was wonderful that they won and we were so excited, but it, we didn't get to see the follow-through. We didn't hear about the winners. We just knew we gave money, and they got it. We knew they got the money at their rescue, but we didn't hear anything else thereafter. But just to give a little bit of a foundation around it is that we adopted Abby, and we feel that we're always trying to do something good within our company, but it's challenging when you own your company, you're self-funded, and, you're try- and people want to hear that you give back. And the best way we found to do that was to create Einstein to the Rescue, and Einstein to the Rescue allows us to give a thousand dollars to the winner and five hundred to the runner-up, and it's through Instagram and social media that they start promoting their their places that they work, and the most um, and the way it ends up is. We then pick a winner out of the, um, the social media after a week, and then we pick up a runner-up. And it's usually the promoting a dog that needs to be rescued, or I rescued this dog from a certain location, and this is why you need to pick the, the rescue place that I got my dog from. And it, w- it was really a lot of fun. And so we are planning on doing that again this year. Um, hopefully with a little bit more marketing behind it, we didn't do that much last year, but the goal is if we do it again this year, that we definitely want to see the winners. We would even love to possibly go meet them and provide them their, their grant. Because the best part, Peggy, was they both were grants. So by working through an organization like Greater Good, um, they allowed us to create grants for the winners. And so it wasn't giving them cash it was grants they had to meet based on their rescue location. And then they would get the grants and then they can do whatever they want to with the grant in
1: within limits. And the limits was that it had to be through adoption. Okay. Well, we are all about adopting, um, animals as opposed to buying them. So one of my favorite sayings is, um, until there are none, please adopt one and, uh, It sounds like you had adopted um, your little girl, Abby, and I have eight dogs at my house at the moment, seven that are mine, one that's a foster, all of which are adopted.
0: Well, if I had eight dogs, I don't think Abby would still be with us. She's a little bit of a prima donna, and I would (laughs) say that's probably my fault,
1: um, but I'm never going to admit to that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um, I also see on your site that if anyone who's listening is interested in becoming a wholesale customer and carrying your product they um, can do that yeah
0: they can and you mentioned it earlier it's um, Einstein Pets with an S dot com and just for everybody for reference a lot of people spell Einstein incorrectly but it is E-I-N-S-T E-I-N Pets um, a lot of people want to me, turn the I and E around for some reason, and they can't find us.
1: Right. Okay. So. Yep.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, we we you can go in say you want to be a wholesaler uh, with us, and we will sign you up if you meet the parameters of having a store. Um, we try to avoid any third-party um, applications um, online. Just because we want to be with the retailers, independent stores, we feel that's a good market for us, and that's what we try to aim for.
1: Okay, and then it looks like you also have a wholesale private label program?
0: We do. Thank you for asking. So we started our private label program, and it's growing by leaps and bounds that it looks like it may become a little bit of a separate division for Einstein Pets. Um, we have a lot of customers that come to us with their own packaging, but they want our treat. So we offer that to customers um, that are, are interested in their own private label, co-branded. Um, and or we can supply the labels on a, uh, it's usually like a five ounce bag or an eight ounce bag. And we would put the label on there with all the required um, labeling ASCO requirements and then with your logo and it would just say it's manufactured by einstein Test, but this is one way for you to get our treats there is a limit to the number that you would have to order the minimum quantity but it's not as much as, as if you were to try to seek out a company
1: to provide it to you okay So I I think that's always an interesting option for people is the private label. No sense in recreating the wheel when you've already created it.
0: Right. And and I think that's what we have found that the customers that come to us, a a lot more now, Peggy, are coming to us with their own packaging. They're ready to uh, have it printed, but they just want our treats and have us fulfill the orders for them. So we have moved more into that direction, but we still do independent stores and the private label um, for those that can purchase in a little bit more of a bulk quantity versus like one to 12 bags.
1: Okay. Um, so those that are listening and, and that's going to lead me kind of into the next idea of, you know, what do you do to get the word out there for um, promoting Einstein pets? <laughs>
0: it was a, very interesting in the beginning because it was so challenging, but Facebook had, you know, it was out there and people were starting to use Facebook as part of the business, We use social media a lot. I use it as myself. I use it as Einstein Pets. Um, We have a pretty good following on Facebook, along with Instagram and Twitter. Um, We're here on Pinterest somewhat. But then again, for the wholesalers, they probably have seen us in pet product news because we were um, selected as the 2016 pet products um, selected us as one of their... Uh, brands for that year. So we're really proud of that, but it goes through by being at the pet expos. That's part of our marketing. The other part of our marketing is literally doing press releases about what's new. What have we been doing new? New product launches. So we we don't have a staff of a million, um, but we do contract out a lot of our work to help us when we need certain things done in the marketing um, we just updated our website to make it a little bit more user friendly, um, and that's all part of the marketing to make sure that the consumer is getting what they need at the end of the day.
1: Excellent. Well, and and so you um, not only do you go to things like Global Pet Expo, but then there's another pro, um, program called Super Zoo, I believe. Yes,
0: in Vegas, and it literally is a zoo. It's crazy. And if you ever get the chance, you need to go and walk the aisle among aisle after aisle. It's just so many aisles. It's bigger than global.
1: Well, I'm sure I would be overwhelmed, but it sounds awesome. And for anyone out there who is a pet lover or a pet product manufacturer, um, I I suspect it's a, a program you shouldn't miss.
0: Right, and if for anyone listening from the wholesale side, we'll be at SuperZoo, and our booth number is 2915, uh, promoting all our products, but promoting the luau, and we'll have a luau on Wednesday at 2 p.m. to celebrate um, our new treats.
1: Oh, that sounds like fun. Um, do you yeah. have any designs, um, Kelly, to get into the dog food business?
0: Uh, everybody thinks that's like the natural progression, right? Or you go, you go from food to treats or treats to food. We do. Um, I've been doing the last couple of years a lot of um, research on what would work best for Einstein Pets and who we can get to help us. Um, I, ha- I have to use the word manufacturing. It's not even baked. Um, our raw Because we're looking at raw food versus the actual kibble itself.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And when I say raw food, it's not literally raw, but it will be the freeze-dry. So you can add the water, you can have it dry, but we're starting to do the research to make sure that if we go into this, we're going into it properly and have the full understanding
1: of what needs to happen. So I'm wondering if Einstein shouldn't partner with Darwin's, a raw food specialist and that's wonderful
0: just like someone partnered with us right like Darwin, yeah. einstein um but we have always been a firm believer in manufacturing our own products okay that's one thing i can tell you that we've had a lot of uh competitors that you know they're not they don't manufacture their own product they go get the product and they put their name on it and then they tell everyone that they this is what the product's about but they didn't start it from the kitchen. They didn't um, figure out what the, the correct ratio is. So we believe that we want to be the originators of the, the product itself, and that's what we hope to do with the uh, actual pet food if we go into it.
1: Okay. Well, that, that sounds interesting. And if you decide to make that jump, uh, I'm sure that myself and our listeners, we wish you nothing but fabulous success. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So um, what else would you leave us with here today, um, Kelly, to share with our listeners about Einstein Pets or anything else in the world that has to do with pets?
0: I think that what I'd like to leave everybody with is that Einstein Pets, it's really about knowledge, right? If you're not picking our treat, or when we go into pet food, if you're not picking our pet food, It's about making the individual more knowledgeable, giving them all the information so that they can make the best decision that they can as a consumer when they go to purchase. And I'm a firm believer of that, that you have to know when you're looking at labels, you have to understand what you're reading. And I know that a lot of individuals don't want to do that, but you don't want to rely on the manufacturer or the owner of the company to do that for you. You have to make that decision by understanding what the ingredients are that your dog or cat can have. And I would say to the people listening to the show, just arm yourself with as much information, but don't overwhelm yourself, but arm yourself and ask the right questions before you make a purchase. Because everybody's trying to make a treat or dog food, and it looks like they're trying to go in the direction of all natural and organic, but just because you use the word all natural does not mean things are all natural. When someone says that I'm using all natural cane sugar, yeah, it's all natural sugar, cane, but it's sugar. A dog doesn't need it, and just because you can eat it doesn't mean it's good for the dog.
1: Right, exactly. Um, yeah, we see that all the time, don't we? Um, and, and dogs are not good at discerning what's good for them and what's not good for them.
0: No, they're not, and they'll eat the sugar, and they'll eat whatever's bad for them. Um, and just because you can eat a, a dog treat that says all-natural or organic cane sugar, it's still sugar. They don't need sugar. They don't need salt. When you tell me that my treat is bland, but all the flavors there, it makes me smile because I did something right. And that's what you should be buying your pet.
1: Okay. Well, it's all about keeping our pets healthy and happy and still offering them a treat at the end of the day. So we are very grateful, Kelly, to you and to Einstein pets and to Abby for being the inspiration um, in making all of that happy, um, happy well, and happy. So um, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. So, For listeners, go to Einstein, E-I-N-S-T-E-I-N, pets.com. So not your typical spelling. (laughs) And uh, I know you can also be found on social media in a variety of places. Um, Do you want to share with that with our folks as well? Sure. So Facebook is Einstein
0: Pets. Um, You'll find us. um, You'll see our logo, our cute little Westby, which is animated. Um, You'll also see us on Twitter, Einstein underscore pets. And Instagram is Einstein Pets. Um, you'll find us. If not, email us at info at com, and I'll
1: help you with whatever you need. Okay. Thank you so much. And for everybody who is listening, we appreciate um, your continuing to listen each and every week. You are listening to All My Children Wear Fur Coats on Pet Will Radio. We are brought to you by the law offices of Hoyt & Bryan, by MyPetWill.com and by PetFriendly.love. Find us on Facebook at All My Children Wear Fur Coats, on Twitter at Kids in Fur Coats. Um, We'll be here next Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you have questions or comments, please feel free to post them to my Facebook page. Thank you again, Kelly. And for everyone else, until there are none, please adopt one. Happy Tales. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us on Petwill Radio. Visit PetwillRadio.com for updates on shows, links to previous shows, inspirational stories, videos, and more. Until next time, take care.